Welcome back to How It's Played. My name is Eli Silvan. Joining me along today is Catherine Sinkovic and Brad Killian. Awesome. So recently Google announced Google Stadia, which is a little bit weird na- same naming convention. But basically what it is is a cloud gaming platform. So basically what I got from it was you open up Chrome, click on play game, and boom, you're in the latest uh, iteration of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. A little bit weird, but... That's what they basically advertise. You can it play as. it on your toaster. You can play it on your <laughs> fridge. You can play it on your dog. You can play it on a Chromebook, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Look out, Todd Howard. We have a new port machine coming. Dude, mm. it's gonna be great. <laughs> but um, were you guys really surprised about the announcement? Honestly, um, I'm not particularly surprised. Google wants to get into the gaming environment, considering how huge it is and how just like, you. Know, I mean, ga- like. Everywhere we go nowadays, we see gaming, whether it be on your phone, whether it be just like, it's like the thing to do nowadays. So it makes sense that Google wants to get in, in some respect. I would say it's like, I'm I'm not even surprised that they're not like doing something as simple as like opening up a studio or anything like that, or like a storefront. Like th- this sort of thing makes sense. Like that Google always seems like the kind of company that wants to make their ecosystem they want to build the structure so you know it, it, it's interesting to see this is the way they're going about it yeah. yeah i'm not really surprised either because like gaming is a multi-billion dollar industry and google's like a big tech company and obviously they're gonna want to get in on that yeah i mean they obviously they they own android mm-hmm. they own you know the whole google environment you know like google drive you know like Basically, anything that any college student has worked on, you know, like yep. within a Google Drive, I'm pretty sure all of us have at one point. Um, personally, I was a little bit thrown off by it because I wasn't expecting them to go that deep into it at first. I was expecting some sort of gaming announcement, like maybe a machine or like, you know, like a company or like, hey, well, we're going to make games. But like a whole like this whole thing is just really well, weird. It seems like this is sort of paving the way to become like a, like I said, like an ecosystem or structure for just entertainment in general. And it just so happens that gaming is like at the forefront. It is the zeitgeist at the moment. So it it makes sense that they're skewing the sort of marketing for this announcement to be more gaming centric. But I would I would not be surprised to see this branch out into like television or movies or whatever a new form of entertainment might be 20 or even like 10 years down the line. Mm. Um, so when I originally watched it, I heard a lot of people saying it was like the new era of like Netflix for games, basically, which is a little bit weird because they haven't really detailed the pricing of it at all. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's for later down the discussion. But, um, honestly, I think it, they were really strong with it. Like, that was probably the biggest impression that I got from them was saying, like, hey, we're going all in on this. Like, like you said, it's like an environment. Like, yeah. it's honestly sort of impressive. Well, it is important to note that this this announcement was not pitched to, like, the general, like, uh, consumer base or whatever. This was pitched towards, like, companies that might want to buy into this and, like, maybe sell their games on this Stadia service or, you know, uh, like other companies, other like investors, so that you're gonna get. I don't want to say honesty, but it's just like you're gonna get more of like the blunt sort of just like 
this is what we want to do with this. You don't get all the marketing fluff. It's like, we were going to revolutionize your screens that are all around you. It's like, the future is not a box or whatever their pitch was that <laughs> made my eyes roll more times than once. Yeah. So. yeah. Was there anything that really disappointed you guys in terms of the announcement? Anything that like really threw you off? And not really. Just like I'm not really big on the whole concept of game streaming in general, but we'll cross that road when we get to it. Yeah, I mean, for in terms of like streaming games and stuff, like I can see where they looked at Fortnite and yeah. other massive, you know, watch, massively watched games, and they're like hey, people enjoy watching games, but what mm-hmm. if they could just hop in, like, just from there, just to go to another platform, just yeah. to play it? And I'm sure that's what they probably had thought initially, and then they sort of just went from there. Now, it's interesting that you noted talking about, like, watching Fortnite specifically, because what they showed off was not Fortnite. but It was specifically Assassin's Creed, which is a single-player, more controlled experience that allows you... From a marketing standpoint, you can just show a sequence, a script, like how we often see at E3 demos where it's just like, you know, it's not real. The guy on stage, spoiler alert, is more often than not not actually playing the game. It, it's a pre-recorded video that shows you, like, the possibilities because mm-hmm. you don't want stuff going wrong, like, on stage because most of those games aren't finished yet. And when it comes to this service here... I don't buy for one second, at least not now. I don't believe the technology is there now that you could get a game as complex as Fortnite and even a game like Assassin's Creed, like to stream. What like what were they talking about? Like right now they're trying to go for 1080p, 60 FPS. Currently they said that it's running at um, a 1080p with 60 frames per second, and then. Upon launch, they're hoping for uh, 4K resolution with yeah. uh, I, nah. with 60 frames per second <laughs> and HDR support. I don't buy that. For no, one not one second. Like you're gonna have two. so much latency because it's like ba- basically what this is trying to do is like they're they're basically trying to build a really long HDMI cord from their like Google's servers and computers that are rendering the game to your devices. And it's like the amount of latency that's gonna like happen there. It's like it's gonna be very not fun to play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least, I think that um, in terms of latency and stuff, um, I'm surprised that they showed off um, Doom as well yeah. because a lot. Did they, of pe- did they show off Doom or was it just like I don't an think announcement sh- that's like, hey, this is gonna be available for the service. Um, I don't remember seeing any gameplay. um, A lot of people who were um, news um, when they originally took a look at it. um, Oh, like people reporting on like the show floor, stuff like that? Yeah, for example, uh, GameSpot went on hands-on with the um, Stadia itself and they're like, here's a trial of Doom. Try it out, like at 60 frames for a second. And... (laughs) Uh, But um, initially what it was was um, Doom, they said that it felt pretty good, like it looked good, and the frames per second were good. But like as you said, the, the input lag itself yeah. was really sort of hit and miss. And that's for a single yeah. player game. Like if you're talking like competitive multiplayer games, like CS:GO, League of Legends, Fortnite, it's like you're not gonna like having input lag is like it makes the game unplayable because yeah. it's like you're 
it, it's like playing basketball with like ankle weights and like a, <laughs> like a thousand mile per hour wind fan just blowing at you at all times. Like that's not fun. It's like that's not how the game was meant to be played. I mean, do you guys feel like the um, internet is capable of handling games like that currently? Like how Google is planning on setting up Stadia and stuff. For most people, no, because, like, most people can't afford, like, a good majority of people can't afford a good high-speed internet. Like, I know where, at least where I'm at, I live in, like, the middle of, like, rural Indiana out of the, out of, like, out like yeah. out of town. And my internet is, like, barely capable of streaming Netflix at, like, 1080p. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've even tried, like, gaming streaming from, like, Sony's little thing from, like, my PlayStation, from the PlayStation Vita. Like, I tried streaming, mm-hmm. like... I think Sonic Mania from that, and it did not work well at all. Like, it was super laggy, it, like, a ton of input lag. It it didn't work at all. It, it's re- going to remind me of Smash Brothers Online back during the yeah. Wii era. <laughs> Oof. Uh, it makes me cringe on yeah. the inside. Honestly, oh. this whole this whole Stadia thing just seems like another step towards, like, removing, like, the consumer's purchasing power from like the the end product where it's like we've we've gone from owning physical copies of games that you could resell at a later date to now you're buying like a license to play the game technically and it's like like for example if steam shuts down you're not technically owed anything because you didn't buy a physical product you bought a license to use it for the duration of the service and now google's even saying it's like you don't even need like a computer to like run your like all you need is a tv and it's just like i don't i don't like yeah i don't like this one bit i mean in in terms of that i mean if you think about online shopping you know like for like the playstation store and xbox Mm -hmm. yeah like any you know any gaming company like if they have an online store technically when you buy it it's there it's still under theirs yeah so like it's been going on for years it's always that trade-off between like uh convenience and um like security yeah where it's like it's much more convenient to press a button wait a little while and play your game and have it loaded on any system you want to go play on as opposed to having to go to a store buy the disc put the disc in the tray and doing all that yeah so this is it yeah i don't know yeah it's also a problem with like digital only games where like once the once the company doesn't see it as profitable anymore and they take it off the store, you can't play it. <coughs> Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking about issues with um, online recently, um, I had a game on my PlayStation, mm-hmm. and th- literally the other day it just disappeared for no reason. I went onto the PlayStation store and there was no download button. There was no hey buy this now. Like yeah. like the whole game. The whole, like the whole game was like the details for the game was on the PlayStation Store. Literally, the button to buy or like re-download it and stuff just wasn't there. Yeah, That's, and I yeah. contacted PlayStation, and I eventually found it was just tucked away into my library, like on one specific tab. It was very weird. Like, yeah. it's things like that that sort of scare me. That like it could just literally be any day, and they could just pull it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we already saw this sort of problem with games that. Like, when we saw the trend going towards, like, multiplayer-only games, sort of like when Titanfall 2, or no, the original Titanfall when it was first announced that it was going to be multiplayer-only, we were hearing rumors of Call of Duty being multiplayer-only, and we've sort of gotten to that point now with uh, Call of Duty 4, or Black Ops 4. Mm -hmm. I get so many different names, all of, like, the same numbers. I just, I don't, but regardless, it's like, it's like multiplayer games, like, it's fine in theory, because it's like, 
you know, everyone plays Call of Duty for the multiplayer yeah. anyway. But it's like what happens when the servers go down? And it's like your your quote unquote investment in the game is now just like rendered null and void. Yeah. And it's like having that be entire games that are like single player and it's like traditionally have been just like purchase it and it's yours. It's like it, it's it's a little scary. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I think the the most nerve wracking thing for me when it comes to the Google Stadia in general is that not only are the games like for like online multiplayer games that you can like play and stuff, um, making like network requests to the those game servers like like Fortnite, it obviously goes to Epic servers and stuff and like getting your sending in receiving information constantly, but to also send and receive information from Google, mm-hmm. like going from one giant server group to another giant server group. Yeah, you know? like usually like for PlayStation and other services. Um, a lot of your games are downloaded on your console. Like, yeah. A lot of the logic and like rendering is ran through there mm-hmm. instead of like on a server, which is a little bit different how yeah. from how Google is doing it. Yeah. So like that makes me incredibly nervous. Yeah. Because once like because if Google decides that it's not successful and they decide to shut down the servers, it's just going to be like an entire library of games gone forever. Yeah. It's and- not just one. And think like Google is known to shut down like programs of theirs that are not profitable. Yeah. Google Plus, anybody? Uh, Google Wallet, Google Wave. What about the uh, Google Glasses? Like Google. They... Well, those are actually making a comeback. Those were always. <laughs> I thought those were always more suited to like the industry sort of professions, where it's like, oh, I'm working in a factory. It's like let me just put on these Google Glasses so I can see where exactly I need to put the axles on the cars or whatever, you know. But it's like as a consumer product, I never saw it. And I think that was sort of a misstep with them. But I mean, regardless, Google has a history of just canceling services that they don't see it being worth. I'm not sure I see it with Stadia per se, because once again, going back to what I said earlier, this seems like a framework to just and it's, you know, it's going to sound doom and gloom or whatever. It's like Google, like Google wants to be inside your home Mm -hmm. and like. Google Home. <laughs> yeah, they, they want to be like they want to be your big brother. Oh, that's man. always looking out for you, whether you want them to or not. And Stadia seems like because it's like it, it's like even the name Stadia. It's like what part of that like harkens to gaming specifically? It's like nothing real. It's like stadium maybe, but it's like stadiums can be used for other pieces of entertainment. So really, I just see this as a framework more than anything. And I think they're just using gaming as just like a little marketing buzzword right now. Yeah, I mean, when they did announce the like the word and like they did say like, "Hey, this is meant to say like stadium." And I was like, people would come together back and like, you know, like they're talking like the Coliseum is mm-hmm. an example of like people coming together for a sport or you know a game or an event. And um, sort of going on from that, I do I do want to be positive here. Yeah. And to say that I believe that Google can handle it technically um, because it's Google. They have a ton of stuff. They have tons of servers. Like, yeah, they're known for their servers. Like, they've been laying their fiber, like, network for, like, these past, what is it, like, decade or so now? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Google Fiber, just, I was praying that it'd be somewhere near me or somewhere I plan to live in the future. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's like they have... They have at least started the groundwork for this sort of, like, super internet whatever. The only question would be is, like, getting other 
well, Google also is like they're trying to become their own ISP as well. And so it's like they wouldn't necessarily need like AT&T or Comcast to cooperate, but it's like I feel I feel like we're we're a little we're too early into like where we as a country are like internet-wise to have a, have a service like streaming games. Yeah. Are you and, saying that the United States is getting wrecked by the ISPs? <laughs> no. Hey. I mean, no. I'm not wearing a tinfoil hat, but... Yeah. I mean, there is an episode of Adam Ruins Everything that I always like yeah. to refer to that, like, the United States, according to the show, who fact-checks itself on a daily, mm-hmm. um, the United States is the slowest first-world uh, country in terms of internet speeds like south korea is like eight times faster well than i would take i would take that stat with a grain of salt though because yeah. of, i think a lot of people forget this how big the united states is and how much rural landscape we have where it's yeah. like you don't really need internet in the rocky mountains yeah. but it's like you have to sort of take that into consideration when you're you know running the stats together i would be more interested in seeing like the Los Angeles metro area compared to like South Korea, where it's like you have a more densely populated area that probably has better internet, or it's like take LA plus New York plus well, just like all yeah. the major cities in the US mm-hmm. compared to South Korea, compared to Europe or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I do think that Google is technically ready. They seem like, yeah. according to their specs, like they said that the gigahertz uh, for each, I think, individual user. Um, or like they basically compared the consoles to like their processing power to uh, Google's own servers processing power and their Google's was 10.7 and I believe PlayStation's is 4.3 and Xbox One Those were the teraflops I think. Yeah. Ter- but I think it was like PlayStation has like on average like 4.7 teraflops Xbox has 6 teraflops and they're touting this Google stadia thing to have like 10 and it's like my pea brain watching this video goes wow that's a big number that's <laughs> yeah. like that that's two whole digits xbox and playstation they've only got one digit whoa <laughs> and did you see how many nodes they had they had like a lot of nodes and it's just like <laughs> like like we mentioned yeah. this was this was a pitch to investors yeah. and other companies so it's like someone like me that's like i don't get all the technical jargon all the time but it's just like yeah i, I don't know I thought it was really interesting um, how much they marketed towards like developers and stuff mm-hmm. as well because yeah. they're like, as you can see, we partnered with Unity Game Engine and Unreal Game Engine and the Havoc Physics Engine <laughs> yeah. and our yeah. servers run Linux, which is like the best operating system. <laughs> yeah, like, boy. Like, those are all terms that I know. Like, I know those like the back of my hand. Like, <laughs> of course they're going to talk about that because they want more games. Yeah. But, um, Speaking about games, uh, Google made their own studio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was the uh, the previous CEO of, or was it CEO? Or like lead? It, it was a top executive. Of yeah, like from the... both Ubisoft and EA. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> My favorite gaming companies in the world. And I, I forget I forget her name like offhand, but she mm-hmm. was, she oversaw the, um, like the create she was part she was like co-creator of the Assassin's Creed franchise when she was at Ubisoft and when she was over at EA uh she oversaw the Star Wars licenses for all two games those produced which Ooh, both of those spicy. are fun yeah yeah, yeah good thing freaking Disney's bringing back Lucasfilms which 
I mean, like there's a weird revival going on there, which hell, I'm, I'm all for. I'm yeah. just We're gonna get more Lego. Star Dude, Wars. those Lego games are yeah. so good. Though. <laughs> Love them. They're so good. <laughs> I will. I pop on like the Clone Wars Lego game just like every now and then. Yeah, but like I, they're simple fun. They're great. Yeah. I mean, going back to Google though, I think. Um, it's a little bit weird that the studio itself didn't show off any games whatsoever. <laughs> like they're like, here's this new studio, and they're like, that's Great. it. Yeah, this they're th- headed by this one person who w- <laughs> did Ubisoft and EA, and people are like, yeah. Okay, it it okay. leads me to believe that they just like they want to show it's like, hey, we have the capabilities to produce anything. We don't have anything yet, <laughs> but hey, 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 just just trust us. Yeah, hey, we're Google. Good. We're the we're the ones you look stuff up for. It's like you, you come on. <laughs> You wouldn't doubt Big Brother, would you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it is a little bit weird. I was expecting them to show off something at least. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I think they might save that for like the commercial sort of announcement when it's like they're pitching to the general public. It's like, hey, buy your like whatever Chromecast little device thing or whatever you're gonna need to hook up to your TVs and such. And it's like maybe then they'll announce like their killer app. So. I mean, I can't think of, like, it's really weird for a new studio to, to come into the huge grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of studios nowadays are pretty, like, set in stone. Like, yeah. they're very, there, like, much there. So, like, if Google has their own studio, like, what's going to be their killer, like, IP franchise? Is it going to be, like, a platformer? Is it going to compete against Mario? Like, I what's mean, going to happen? I mean, hell, VR, it's like... VR only just now got their sort of killer app in Beat Saber. And it's like, how long How long did it take VR to get anything where, to get a game where people can look at it and be like, you know what? I might buy a headset for that. <laughs> and it's like, I can't see Stadia producing anything like within like the first year of its life or so. Yeah. They might try to pull an Epic Game Store and just like say, oh, you wanted to play, like, what's a game that everyone wants to come out? You wanted to play Half-Life 3? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Shame God. you don't have a Google Stadia, but hey, just just, buy, just, come, just come into our house, you know? It's like, and you'll get, you'll get Half-Life 3 or I just something like that. They'll just buy it. They'll buy an IP of a, you know, a game that everyone wants and just say, it's like, hey, come on by. I don't know. God. I mean, I love how you use the most joking Video game yeah. possible out there. It was the only I one I could I would not be of. surprised if Google ended up buying the Half-Life series for oh some stunt. They have the money. <laughs> <laughs> they have the resources. Yeah. It'd I be mean, just like when Microsoft bought Rare from Nintendo. Remember how well that turned out? Had the Make Connect game. God. <laughs> it sounds like they sent them to a dungeon. They're like, yeah. you see this device? <laughs> Make <laughs> it for it. Not Make only that. people want this. <laughs> They're all kids' games. Yeah. Every single one yeah. of them will be factored towards kids and families. We gotta compete with the Wii now. It's like it's like you could see on every character model of all those Kinect games. It's just <laughs> the dead expressions. It's like I feel uh, like I, I have a window into the soul of the developers at Rare. God, I mean, do you think that Cydia uh, will come out with a game? At the launch, of? probably not. I, I don't know. I mean, they have to. They have to have something, like, because mm-hmm. well, okay. Well, actually, though, like if so, this Google Stadia service is that it's a service. So it's like in theory, there's not a lot of like upfront cost to the consumer. So it's just like 
you know, link your Google account, you know, set it up on your TV, phone, oh, I can whatever. Bet, I can bet money that it'll be run through your Google oh, account. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. 110%. They have to get that. They have to sell your information to yes. the company. Connect with people through yeah. Google+. Plus. Yeah. It's like, please. <laughs> it's like, please use our controller yeah. that has a microphone in it and, like, use the share button and the Google Assistant. With, and it's like... <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. Like, I just recognized that, like, offhand from, like, the... The notes from the uh, presentation that said this uh, the controller with Google Assistant. I'm like, why would I need this? Uh, it's like people already think Alexa is kind of creepy now. It's like, yeah. are you really trying to one up <laughs> like Amazon? Yeah. Wait, wait. Speaking about Amazon, yeah. do you guys think Amazon will release something similar? To God, <laughs> I would not be surprised. No, actually, here's the thing. I don't think they will because Amazon is more of a like a distributor and like um because you know they they. Amazon's step in the gaming sphere is they own Twitch, and I think they're all they also have a game studio or something along those they lines. They have a game development platform. So like basically what it is, I, if I look at this right, basically you can like run, um, like it's for development. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's nothing more, nothing less. It's like your game servers can be run right. through Amazon servers, but that's about it. Yeah, so it's like Amazon is. Amazon is not the building that Google is. They are more just like the store owners that set up within that building or something. Somewhere in that tangled metaphor, there is sense. <laughs> and I hope all those listening can find it yeah. because I cannot. But I think this sort of – I think Google is competing with Amazon here. But it's more indirect than it might seem like at face value. So – I mean, Google's always sort of versed Amazon in a lot of different factors. Like, Google has their own store, and so does Amazon. They have their own store, and like, but it's Google a li- Home. But it's Amazon a little. <laughs> it's a little bit different though when it comes to like the Google Store because it's like it's the Google Play Store and it's mm-hmm. like applications and stuff like that. Where Amazon, Amazon is basically the Walmart of the internet, and it's, it's like true. sells yeah. literally everything. I mean, so you can buy some apps from the Amazon Store, but who right, does that? Yeah. I think I have a Kindle app pre-installed on my phone. Oh, gosh. Oh, I don't. Kindles. Now you can run Amazon games through Kindle. I'm predicting the future here. That's sick Angry Birds action. But um, do you guys think that uh, Google Stadia will, like, have good marketing for it? Do you think people will embrace it right away? Um, If you would have asked me... Maybe five years ago, I would have said hell yeah. But just with the with people becoming more aware of how much of their security has been like compromised, I think trying to sell people on the idea of hey, bring Google into your home so you could play your games wherever you want, it's going to be a much harder sell. And I think people are going to be very reluctant to switch ecosystems in a sense we're already seeing this in the pc market between the epic game store and steam where it's like people are constantly deriding epic for quote-unquote stealing you know games from steam by making them exclusive which i've actually i've become a little bit more soft on just because it's like how else was epic gonna try and you know get people to their platform i feel like they could have been a little bit better pr wise handling it but I, I mean, it's just business, but it's like regardless, people are so apprehensive to, you know, having, oh, another application on your desktop. It's like, oh, woe is me. But it's like, yeah, 
I, I just I don't see Stadia being as successful as probably Google is hoping it will be. I, I feel like, if anything, Stadia is going to be a slow burn if Google wants to commit to it. And if they're not willing to commit to it, then Stadia is going to be a two-year flash in the pan, and it will join the likes of Google Wallet, Wave, Glasses, this, that, the other, you know. Yeah. The the laundry list of just dead Google services. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Google's definitely gotten more aggressive as it's gone along. Because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. if you look at, like, Android, back in the, like, when Android originally released and stuff, like, at first it wasn't too much because Google was sort of, like, smaller at the time. Mm-hmm. But, like, as the years g- grown on, Google's vastly expanded their servers and all their, like, services that they offer. Like, there's literally, like, Google Homes everywhere. You can find them in Walmart. You can, like, Google has acquired Nest. Nest is now paired up with your Google Home. Like, yeah, like, they've run across several issues recently, but they're probably doing the best that they've ever done, except for in terms of, like, legalities, which... They still are running across those with the European uh, Union right now, uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, it's uh, it's weird. It's weird, honestly. Uh, but um, do you guys feel like um, game developers will flock to Google Stadia? Not immediately. Flock flock to definitely not, just because yeah. you know game developing game developers are businesses as well, and it's like if they don't see a platform with longevity then obviously they're not going to want to develop for it that said i don't think it's going to be that much of a hassle to develop for this stadia because it's basically what it's doing it's like their games are just being run on google computers and being streamed to people's homes so i don't see it like yeah a developer might be like yeah it's also available for stadia if you want that for any reason you (laughs) weirdos but Yeah, I don't see any developer being like, we want to make this a Stadia exclusive. <laughs> and, or, no. if anything, it's going to be like like one of those obscure sort of studios that it's like Google gives them a fat paycheck, and I mean a fat paycheck. Yeah. And yeah, maybe. Maybe maybe a small suit, but I don't see I don't see any Microsoft, yeah. Sony, or even like Rockstar any of those kind of games being Stadia exclusives yeah. or anything like that. Nope. I mean, if you think about it, I'm not really surprised out of the game developers that there are out there that um, um, uh, the makers of Assassin's Creed, why am I blanking here? Ubisoft? Yeah, Ubisoft. Yeah. There we go. Uh, that Ubisoft was the one, like one of the first people to jump on board because if you I'm thinking back to the, like the Wii U era. Like yeah. Ubisoft was one of the first people to like really jump on the ship, and they're like, yeah. "Here's Assassin's Creed. Here's Watch Dogs." Yeah, they were originally going to make Rayman Legends an exclusive for the Wii U, but then they decided it wasn't it wasn't going to be profitable on the Wii U. So like, hey, Xbox, PS3 instead. Oh yeah, that's when the Wii U got the short end of the stick. Yeah, <laughs> the whole game had to get delayed for that. Yeah, I re- I remember that. I was waiting for that game for the longest time yeah. because it was announced before the launch of the Wii U. But yeah. Uh, sort of going back to Google, I feel like since like Ubisoft is a really good um, like example of like a full AAA studio running on Stadia. So like um, I know before like Stadia was announced, Google held a beta mm-hmm. uh, called Google Stream, if I believe it was called right. 
uh, but basically people were allowed to play the latest Assassin's Creed through that, you know, basically like what they're doing now, but not out to the public. And a lot of people um, reported really positive things about it. Like I even knew, um, I have a friend who was part of the beta and he's like, yeah, it actually ran pretty well. Like input lag was slightly there, but it really depends on your internet connection. Because like the internet on campus, it's great. I would consider it pretty good for what it is. But I I think that'll hmm. be the thing. You're like Google, Stadia will probably grab a lot of like console sort of players that are used to compromising for like like frame rate or like uh, you know stuff that like a PC gamer like myself probably won't tolerate as much so luckily for Google though it's like there are plenty of console gamers and I imagine they'll 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 have somewhat of a base yeah yeah I don't know Though I can't really see it grabbing like families who can only who can't afford an Xbox or PS4, but can afford like a Chromecast or something, because like yeah. the they're probably not going to be able to afford like the internet for it either if they if they can't afford like any of the big gaming systems. Then at that point, why don't you just buy? At that point, it'd be more efficient to just buy like an old gaming system. At that point, mm-hmm. mm. I mean, looking at the uh, the specs for it, they said that like. If, as long as you have an internet speed of like 25 megabytes per second, you'll be able to run these just fine, which... Uh, uh, I don't know about that. I, I feel like that's asking a lot Yeah. some people. Like, like in the bigger cities like New York, LA, even like Chicago, even like Indianapolis, yeah. you can probably get those speeds, but it's like a, a, big, par- a big portion of the country is just going to be like, okay, I guess we're just setting this one out until either A... <laughs> The ISPs get better, which (laughs) 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 good joke. No, Uh, or Google finds a way to lower the requirement, which yeah, Yeah, we ain't there yet. Because there is like a national standard that ISPs have to meet. There is some regulation. It's not much, but it's there, and it's not. It is sadly not twenty five megabytes per second. Isn't Uh, it like ten? I think so. It's 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 significant enough to damage any performance of yeah, anything. which was yeah. great 10 years ago when that was more than needed but nowadays like you kidding <laughs> come on um another issue that i think of when it i think of the uh google stadia is the different formats that they have for like the vil- uh, ability to play the game on like for example they showcase it being played on a google uh chromebook they showcase playing on a uh, pixel they showcased it playing on a desktop. They showcased it playing on TV. Like, literally just any device with a screen. Yeah. And it'll work. <laughs> like, that plus Chrome is how you get the latest games. Like, yeah, that's really cool. But if you think about, like, resolution, um, the type of controls that are available, and just a lot of different factors. Like, yeah, like, sure, there are different screens. But, for example, my desktop can like run over a hundred hertz you know like of a refresh rate yeah. will google stadia adjust for that will they recognize it or will they just stick with 60 frames per second i mean i, I feel like i just need to see this more in action just because it's like if it's as smooth as like when the switch goes from like undocked to docked or you oh know, stuff gosh. like that then it's like okay that's pretty sick i don't think it's going to be anything like that i think mm-hmm. if it's going to be a significant amount of loading there's going to be like a Maybe that couple seconds of hitching and this, that, and the other. But I don't know. This definitely feels like the first step forward to what 
entertainment and just like content consumption in general is going to be in a couple years. But like with any first step, it's usually the hardest one. And it's just like after we, you know, start run after we start walking, we'll eventually be running. Hmm. I mean, if you look at other services, um, there are some that are really similar. Um, PlayStation now is a good example. Um, but usually I think for that, even there, there, those games are run through your console. Yeah. And then for, uh, NVIDIA, they have something called GeForce now, which is also run through like your computer or your device. Granted, like they're opening up more like pathways to play games. For example, like you can do, uh, PlayStation linking right now with your like iPhone and like your Android devices. Okay. Um, which basically is like as long as your PlayStation's on in your room with Wi-Fi access, you can pull up your phone, pull up your PlayStation app, and play the latest game. Which, oh yeah, eh, yeah, it's like a Steam Link. Yeah, kind yeah of, it's Steam Link. Yeah, it's, it, all, it, it's basically having your PC or just like your dominant sort of like rendering device do all the heavy lifting, and then it's just like you play your game from anywhere. Yeah. I think before they introduced, yeah, before they did it with, like, the phones, they tried doing, tried pushing, like, the PS Vita towards that because, like, the Vita wasn't doing well. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, the Persona 4 Golden Machine. Yeah, the, why do I always forget the Vita? Yeah. And then it comes back in my mind, and then I just almost yeah, vomit. Yeah, it's like, hey, just, you can stream PS4 games, except you don't have, like, the left and the bottom two triggers, so it's basically, like, pointless unless you're playing something that doesn't really require that. Of course, we have a bottom touchscreen, though, perfect for those games that yeah, really great. utilize that touchscreen. Yeah. Remember on live, anybody? On uh, live. <laughs> oh, man. Nobody? Nobody in this room? Wait, on what? live. Wait, what was that? It's what state is trying to be, but, like, imagine, like, five years ago. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you, no. Did, oh, did not work. No. But um, do you guys think that this is the future of gaming? Do you like? Do you feel like this is where things should go? Absolutely not. Well, do I feel this is the way gaming should go? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think it should go this way. Is it going to go this way? Probably, just because people are willing to compromise yeah. on security, like a lot, like. People are willing to compromise on security to get that just, like, ease of access. Just, like, don't think twice, press a button, you know, and I'm playing the games I want to play. So, but, yeah, this is just, I, it's not, like, gaming is not going to be different, like, a couple months from now or anything crazy like that. It's going to be, it's going to be a long time. It's going to be a long time before it's, like, we are, you know, we don't need to buy consoles or we don't need to buy you know, PCs to game anymore, but yeah. yeah. So you said that you don't think it's the future of gaming. Why is that? Well, for one, well, aside from the issues with internet, there's also like the issues of like archiving everything because, like as I br- as I brought up earlier, like the Scott Pilgrim game, the Wii Virtual Console, mm-hmm. all of those are like o- like all those were online o- were only accessible through like the stores, and now they're all gone. And, like, it's not – I don't know how to word this. It's just kind of weird because it's – Because they're storing their games. Yeah, they're like storing their, their games online. online. And it's not even like you can just rip the game from your system. Like, it's all on, like, one service, so that's harder. Yeah, it's definitely weird because, like, when I think of, like, how do games typically manage their data, like, for example, yeah. on, like, on the 
most Nintendo systems, the only thing that really gets saved to your system if you're playing physical is like your game save data. So like yeah. your profile specific data, like where you're at in the game, like location, progress, you know, yeah. like what's in your inventory. Like if you're playing like a Legend of Zelda game, like things like that. You know, like yeah. very basic, like basically like your current status in the game. But with this, it's it's weird because I have a feeling they're gonna have to do a lot of like they really have to know the web back yeah. and forth. Like like how do you manage to keep um data like that, like going across multiple devices, like does it just save with your Google profile? Is that like where it's stored? Or is it stored with the game? Like how does it all this information uh, inter- intersect? Tricky. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm honestly like I'm impressed with how much they've shown off so far. I'm just nervous what will, what it will do on a larger scale. Yeah. Because with more people means more network requests, which means the network will slow down <laughs> and everything will probably crash. But, you know, try to I'll try to be optimistic about yeah. it. Uh. But speaking about that, I feel like overall Google Stadia will at least bring a different perspective to gaming in general. Um, sort of ending on this podcast, do you guys have any games that you have been playing recently or feel like need a spotlight? Um, or do you guys want me to start? You can start. By all means. <laughs> well, um, recently um, I've been playing uh, JoJo Eyes of Heaven, Ooh. which is an older um, PS4 game. Um Basically, it's based off the anime uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and it was a game that actually disappeared from my PlayStation <laughs> for like oh. uh, several, <laughs> several days, Whoa. and I was really thrown off by it. I was like, maybe it's because it was made in Japan at you first. Know, with how bizarre JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> is, I could see that being intentional. Yeah. Is it the work it's, of an, enemy, work of an enemy stand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, honestly, though, like it's a, it's an enjoyable game. It's yeah. pretty close to the manga itself, so like okay. I'm impressed by it. It just it's a little bit classic, honestly. Yeah. Well, I've been playing through the the entire Kingdom Hearts series. Right now, I'm at Kingdom Ooh. Hearts two. That's a fun time. <laughs> I mean, now, that's... are you playing like the numbered ones? Or are you playing like all? I'm playing all of them. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. Chain of Memories wasn't fun at all. <laughs> uh, are you playing that? Uh, what's what's the browser game called? Which is like supposedly <laughs> nah. the start of like all of it. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Kingdom of Hearts 4 is a mess. Oh, man. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I've just been uh, grinding away on Overwatch. And actually, I've, I've done this weird thing where I've just I've had this winning streak going for like the last three days or so. And it's like it's something just happened. I just turned on my brain and I'm just like, oh, I just click on their heads and I win. It's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, the game's actually like been a lot more fun to me like to play lately just because it's like winning is pretty neat have you enjoyed uh, the new character baptiste um yeah i mean i i'm not a support player personally so i don't i didn't play him that much but he is definitely very powerful i could see him being nerfed <laughs> in the future it's going to depend on how it, the meta will change depending on how uh how much he disrupts the current meta so because like the way the meta is right now it's very tank and support heavy where it's you're essentially just a death ball with like a lot of healing and you just basically 
smashing into the other death the the enemy death ball until one of I them. I think falls. you're referring to the hamster in this. Situation. No, no, it's, 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 it's called goats. So the meta, the composition is basically it's Reinhardt, Zarya, Diva, and then and then Lucio, Brigida, and then either Zenyatta or Ana, depending on what the other team has. But it's basically you just get a stupid amount of healing, and you're just you know smashing into the other team who is running the same comp because it's what's viable, and um. You know, you're just seeing who slips up first. <laughs> so, but but the way Batiste is interesting is he has an invulnerability field, which he shoots out, makes everyone, everyone gains like 20 HP that cannot be erased while you're still in the field. So you're technically like immortal, but like you can go down to 20 HP and it's like the second you stepped out, you step out, get hit with 20 HP of damage, you're dead. It There's an easier way to explain this. Yeah. I'm incapable of doing it. But regardless, he's a very cool character. He's very mobile because he has a uh, a very high jump if you hold your crouch for a long time. That's how you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like you can hold it for a second longer. So it's like you crouch for a while, stand up, strafe to the left a little bit or the right or whatever, and then you jump. Uh, he has healing grenades that are pretty, pretty good. I think um, I was watching some pro players play like uh, – just like uh, matches between each other, and the numbers he was outputting were pretty good. They were like hitting like the twenty thousand healing nice. per like ten minutes, which is it's just a lot of healing. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been how it's played. Joining me today was Catherine Sinkovic and Brad Killian. I've been Eli Soglin. Make sure to check us out at bitebsu.com. Also, make sure to check us out at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. YouTube, Snapchat, basically all the social media feeds. This has been How It's Played, and thank you for joining us. See you. See you.